0: Welcome to episode 49 of the Go Girl podcast. My goodness, I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. I thank you so much for listening and tuning in. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today, we're going to talk to a guest who went from being laid off to finding purpose and passion. Have, have any of you been laid off? Are you kind of stuck right now trying to figure out what's What's next or trying to start a new career move? Don't worry, I got you. We'll get into it after this. I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality. Who are you? Who are you during these times? So today's I am affirmation is I am adjusting. I am adjusting. Now we are all going through the same thing right now. A lot of the same emotions, a lot of the same fears and anxiety, a lot of the same boring days at times, a lot of the same Um, I just want to go to club target today. Seriously. I did my hair, threw on some makeup, some lashes and everything just to go to target the other day. No lie. I am, you know, like we're trying to find ways to have a little excitement in our day. A lot of people are being very creative, showing new skills on social media. We are all adjusting. We are adjusting to the new times. Nothing is going to be the same. Everything is going to be different as we know it, at least for another year or two. Okay, which I'm not too mad at. All right. Give me my space. I'm okay with that. But we are adjusting to uh, what we can do, how long we can go outside, how close we can be to other people. We are adjusting to new work environments. You're probably working from home instead of going in now. You're adjusting to working with your children around. You're adjusting to all of these new thoughts. These crazy dreams. Is it just me? I feel like I'm having some crazy dreams right now. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I wake up and I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, I'm good again. I am adjusting. So I am adjusting not only to what's happening outside in the world, but I'm adjusting to who I am. Some people are meeting themselves for the first time. They're looking in the mirror right now. And they are like, who am I? I'm adjusting to new behaviors, into new ways to live my life, to creating new routines. Like right now, I am, I actually bought a new journal. <laughs> you know, if if you listen to the podcast, I, I bought a, a journal dedicated to love earlier this year in my love life. And that's all the ways I'm falling more in love with myself. And then I, I recently went to Club Target and bought a journal for, manifesting the life that I want because I definitely am not where I want to be yet. I feel like mentally I'm getting there and I'm preparing for it, but I need to write some things down to make sure I conquer my dreams and really go hard after my goals and I'm creating new structure for my life and that's the way I'm adjusting and I'm I'm hoping to take these new habits such as writing a to-do list and manifesting my day and my week and writing down three things I'm grateful for every single night, I'm adjusting to that. And that's adjusting who I am mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Because if I'm grateful in these times, if I'm grateful for at least three things a day, then that's what matters most instead of what we're missing out on. I wrote in there one day, I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful for eating the ice cream and the, and the ice cream not bothering my stomach. Hey, dairy does not work for me. So I was grateful for that. You know, it's just really appreciating the small things. But that's something that I'm doing daily now. I'm adjusting. I'm writing things down. I'm connecting with people. We're really trying our best to keep our head above water during these times, right? We're simply adjusting and embrace that. Take that in. I am adjusting. Meaning I'm gonna be okay because I'm figuring it out and I'm realizing it doesn't work this way anymore. It doesn't work with me getting up, going to the office and and being behind a desk anymore right now. I'm adjusting to creating my new workspace on my dining room table or creating an office in my living room. I am adjusting. How are you adjusting to these times? You could write that down in your journal or just think about it for a split second. How are you adjusting? And some of you are probably adjusting to being let go from a job, having to find a new career path, or just dealing with those emotions of just being let go. How do you do that? How do you adjust after a sudden loss? All right. So we're going to talk to a guest who I love, Renee Taylor, radio personality, artist. We are going to talk about how she adjusted to being laid off to finding purpose and passion. We'll get into it after this. Talking, I'm super excited because I have a radio personality and artist on the line. You've heard her so many places in the West Coast. I mean, San Francisco, Monterey, San Jose. Los Angeles. at had 92.3 for many years. Now she's working at K-Earth 101. Renee Taylor, welcome to the Go Girl podcast.
1: Well, Ashley, it's so nice to have you here. We should also mention that Ashley used to work for me. She was yes. a producer of my show. So. Yes.
0: <laughs> I went from a fan to a friend because I listened to you in high school, and my college days. I even took one of your segments, the birthday um, birthday celebrations, giving birthday uh-huh. shout outs to the to the celebrities, and then we started working together at Hot ninety two point three for many years, and so we became friends. Instead of me just looking up to her like, "Oh my gosh," you know, black woman in Los Angeles on the radio, because you know that's Thank a big you. deal, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And she's out here doing it, and now and then I was working with you, so I always felt like honored to work with you. If no. I've ever told you, and you well. you were so great.
1: Thank you. I'm glad I was great.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. So we worked together many years at Hot 92.3. Um, you know, you were like the the girl next door on the radio, and now you work at K-Earth 101. But before that transition, you went through a layoff. And I wanted to talk to you because we're living in uncertain times right now with coronavirus. So many people have been laid off. So many people have been furloughed, don't know if they're going to be able to go back to work and whatnot. So I want to know Mm -hmm. what helped you get through your own layoff when it happened and how were you able to transition into this new career journey?
1: Well, uh, first, I have to say I am very much... um a Christian and so have spent um, many years just uh, involved with my church do a Bible study getting to know my relationship with God and Jesus Christ and so when the initial thing happened I will say I went literally 35 maybe I'm just going to say 35 because it just doesn't sound too many years sound, make me sound old. But anyway, (laughs) I went that long, never, ever losing a job. I always went from one job to the next. I'd never been laid off. I've never been fired. And so it was a shock to have spent my whole life taking care of myself and working since I was 20 Hmm. um, to that point. But because of my relationship with God, I knew that he would not take me out of that situation And just drop me off nowhere because he's already said, My plan is to uh, prosper you, not to harm you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I initially was kind of like, okay, that just happened. All right, what you got for me? You obviously are putting me somewhere else because you're not just going to say, all right, you've been working 35 years doing this. And so now it's time for you to not work and lose everything you have and blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. Right. Mm -hmm. So
1: um, initially I was fine. And I, but then of course, you know, after the initial shock starts wearing off, you start thinking, Well, I know I'm fine, Lord, but who's gonna keep this roof over our head? And mm-hmm. so I did go through that. I don't want it to say that I didn't, you know, eventually go, Okay, I'm looking at my husband going, Uh, that income just went away. What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a still a little bit of that fear, but I leaned on family and friends and my Christian community and girlfriends on those days where it just felt too much to, mm-hmm. um, to continue to know that. You're okay, you're okay, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to know that, you know, God is in control of the coronavirus too. It's, as my pastor said a couple weeks ago, he is still on the throne, okay? Mm-hmm. He has not been wiped out by a coronavirus. And so his hand is in this. And that's not to diminish people that have lost their lives because of this. This is not to um, diminish your situation. It's just to know that you have to believe what you know that your life is in good hands if you're a christian
0: right so uh, mm-hmm.
1: for me that's what what i where i'm at with with that and that's where i was at when i lost my job back then and it just so happens um about four weeks after i got laid off maybe five or six i ended up at our church's women's retreat and i went to an art class and normally i'll never go to the art class i'm out you know with my free time hanging out in my room talking to friends we are mm-hmm. out going on a nature walk and. I don't know something. God said, you should go to that art class. And I was like, why? I don't do art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt God say again, you need to go to that art class. Why? I want to go spend some money in town at the outlets. Too. Right. I need you to go to that art class. All right. I'll go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we do go kicking and screaming sometimes when he tells us something we really don't want to do. But anyway, I went and I had a great time and it was, I didn't create a masterpiece or anything. It was, it wasn't even, it was okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of better pieces around me, but it felt right it felt good it felt like something I wanted to do more of mm-hmm. and so I ended up from that uh, from that um session the lady that was teaching it started an art group, and so we started meeting once a week um uh it started out with about ten of us and it ended up with six of us after the you know few that fell off that mm-hmm. didn't fit their schedule or whatever and so we've been doing it for the last five years meeting and um just practicing all different kinds of art mediums until each of us found our little given thing. And so for me, it is acrylic painting and abstract painting. And um, and that's what I've been doing.
0: I love it. And her art is so beautiful. It, you can find it on her website, radiorene.com. I even bought my own piece. It's a cross, which is great for these times. It's um, a red cross. I bought a treasure box that had a scripture on it. So your art is amazing and that story is great because I feel like people right now especially us as Christians like we know God is in control we know everything is going to be fine right but having that mindset you know how did you have that discipline where you kept your mind right through it all like your heart could be in the right place like okay everything's going to be all right right but You know, like, cause we have those moments where we get anxious or depressed and we we don't know what's going to happen next. Even, I mean, I've been laid off a couple of times in radio. That's kind of the nature of the business. But in those moments I got stressed and depressed. Like what's next, right? I know God is going to take care of me, but how do you keep your mind right? I know with me, I had to... Just keep believing. I had to say my I am affirmations. You know, pray harder, pray more. Right. Be creative. What did you do in those moments? Same thing.
1: I um, relied on uh, my church, my scripture, my Christian girlfriends, my regular girlfriends. It's like you got to have a support group around you. And so, if you were sitting there and you don't, you, this is one of those times where you might look around and go, "Okay, I work so much. I don't even have any friends, or right. I don't have anybody I could talk to." Mm. Um, that's that's a wake-up call right now for you. Yes, you don't have a job, but you also don't have anybody that you can go to with a phone call for support. And, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe it is your family. That's okay. If that's just all, if it's you and your sister, my sister is my all the support I need, then you need her, but you need to always have a support group. And I found that out years ago when I first got married and, um, I'm in my second marriage, but I got married in my early 20s to a a gentleman and I wrapped my whole life around him. Everything revolved around him. And when the marriage fell apart and things Mm. were getting bad and it got so bad that I had isolated my family because I didn't want them to know how bad it was. I had kind of kept them at a distance. And at that, then it all fell apart. Like there was nothing. I looked up and I had nobody, like Mm. nobody. (laughs) And I was like, okay, how did I get here? I'm I get mm. to a life with no friends. I, my family's distant. Uh, they don't know what's going on. I'm like putting them on pause. Yeah. Um. And so it, that happened years ago that that was a wake up call many, many years ago when that fell apart, that one, I, I had to figure out what I want from a relationship. And two, I have to figure out how to keep a relationship with friends as well as a relationship with a significant other. Mm-hmm. They are two components that can work together Um. and you just can't, everything can't be around one person for anything. Um, and and even it can't just be about, even if it's just you and your kids, it still can't be about that too. You have to have a center for you, the, an escape for you, uh, an avenue for you. Even if it's just, I got a girlfriend I go out to lunch with, I got a girlfriend I have coffee with. And so that is something I built a long time ago. So um, I keep my mind right by staying in the scripture and in words and finding ways to do that. And that's and I get a good brand, a good reach out from my church to do all of that. But I also have a great group of friends. like, And some of them go back many, many years that I can call right now. And it's almost like nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. It's like we get caught up on the other stuff. And then we're laughing about the same stupid stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's about finding that balance, for sure. Right. Because you don't want to keep the thinking about your problems even right now with coronavirus people might have their days i know i do where it's like oh i'm so productive gonna have a great day i'm doing a go girl podcast everything is well and then you have another day where you're like oh, right. oh. you know <laughs> I'm like yes i'm happening? riding the waves like, in,
1: i'm riding the waves in here the first week of homeschool was a hot mess man hmm. I, got, I left that by the he started here on. I, I I found out, and I'm not I'm not a homeschool mom. I'm yeah. proud of you homeschool moms, but that's not my place. And I knew mm. it wasn't, but now it, it was confirmed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I ended that week like in my room, going, "Oh no, me and my son aren't gonna make it out of this alive." Like yeah. as friends or as people that care about each other or love each other, it's just gonna be him thinking, "I'm just I just bitched all the way through coronavirus and school for him." Mm. So. I literally had to find a different way and change my mindset. It's like, all right, this is happening. And how am I going to adjust? He can't, he's 13. Right. He can't adjust. I have to adjust. So I had to find a book, which by the way, it's called boy moms. If you have okay. boys love it. Um, and then I adjusted my attitude with just some of that and, and, and reaching out to my other girlfriends that are in the same position. It is good to know you're not alone in what you're feeling. That's yes. another thing. And that's why you have people to sound off. And it's like, because sometimes you can get isolated to think, it's just me here. I'm the only one struggling. I'm the only one. No. Mm-hmm. When you call somebody else and they're like, oh, you feeling it too? Okay, good. I'm um, good to know we're in,
0: we're in this together. Right. Literally, that's what they say everywhere. We're in this together. together. And, and it's so true. Um just to so many points and I shared this on a previous episode of a podcast that I was having a like a panic attack one day Mm. like just anxiety I woke up with it really bad and I wasn't going to say anything to anyone about it but then I shared it with a friend who happened to call me while I was in the midst of crying and stuff and she at the end of the conversation said well thanks for answering your phone. It lets me know that you're a human. <laughs> like you go through some of the same feelings that I go mm-hmm. through instead of always thinking everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And you don't want to worry anyone else with your problems. Mm-hmm. Now you're connecting on a different level. Cause it's like, Oh, we both have these same problems. Okay, girl, how did you get through it? Because I'm right. having this moment right now, and yeah. I need to get through it.
1: <laughs> right, and and when you pick the phone up and call her, she might be having that problem next week. It's like okay, because yeah. we're all going. We're it's a roller coaster ride. We're all going up and down. We got our dips. We got our high points. We got good days. We have days that just okay, this did not work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, I just I have to. You have to be gentle with yourself too okay, you didn't create this mess, (laughs) you were coming along, doing your job, and and that's something actually my husband said to us, because I was feeling a little bit of a failure, like, how did we get here, man, (laughs) Uh, everything was about to, this kind of ties into my art, I was about to have the best summer ever, I had art chills lined up at events to sell my art at, you know, April, May, June, July, Um, this was going to be a big money year, and I had been making all this art to go into these events and it all just came to a screeching halt and it's like, okay. And then, um, you know, trying to navigate how I was going to work, um, at the radio station from home and that was on pause. So there was like a lot of you, there was a time where there was no income coming in. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I had to call my landlord after two years and say, I can't pay my rent.
0: Wow. <laughs> like not as real.
1: Right. And I felt like a failure. I was like, I was writing that in my journal. Why am I having such a hard time with this? Because I feel like a failure. (laughs) And I've never failed at anything. I'm Mm -hmm. not supposed to be the failure. I'm the strong one. I get things done. And I had to be okay with it. It's just like, you didn't create this.
0: You did not create this. Do not be hard on yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Right.
1: I I can't be the failure if I didn't create the problem.
0: There you go. That's the perfect perspective because it's not like you put yourself in a situation. It happened and it happened to yeah. all of us. So we're all feeling the same emotions right now. It doesn't matter yeah. how much money you have, uh, your status. It doesn't matter anything right now. We are all probably going through. That's one way we are kind of connected in a weird way. Emotionally right now, we're right. all going through it with the the fear or the uncertainty and, you know, can I come out of this better? And just so many things that's going on within us with our bodies, the panic attacks, all of it. We're all experiencing the same thing. But just like you said, you're not a failure and you didn't put yourself in a situation, but you can't control how you come out of it though. Yeah. And I like that going back to you um, homeschooling your son, I like that you took accountability. Instead of saying, that, you know, you're just going to be um, a hard mom to work with or do school with. Instead, you're like, okay, what can I do to make this situation better for right. my son? <laughs> how can I adjust? So that's the same thing we're going through in during this pandemic is we have to adjust right now. Mm-hmm. We have to know that everything is going to be okay. Our situations have changed. Um, and how can I make it better from this moment forward? How can I make sure that everything is still on the up and up. How can I not, you know, cuss my my kid out while we're doing homeschooling and stuff? Exactly. (laughs) How do I adjust? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's real. Like we can really come out of this better or the same or worse. The choice is up to you. Like Mm -hmm. seriously. I did want to talk about your art and how you said you went with what your spirit was telling you at that time to go to the art workshop, and you said you felt it—it it felt good to you. Let's talk about that because I know people right now who might have been laid off, they're considering other career alternatives. How? Did you know that it felt good? Like, what did you feel in your body? What did you experience in your mind, your spirit? To know, okay, this is a path I should embark on.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have a, I do have an artistic background. My dad was a sculptor. His brother was a painter. I've always been around. Art. I mean, when I was a kid, he used to drag us to the beach so he could grab wood and we would pick wood up and he would end up carving into these amazing pieces. I mean, he was in museum shows and we went to art fairs. And so there was always that artistic thing in me. And so um, and I never went with with art. I always thought it was, oh, I'm I have a, I have that. I have a, always. And you know this. I always used to be like, I got a Martha Stewart in me because I was mm-hmm. always creating something. It was either food or I would sew something or I would, you know, see something and make it and be like oh yeah let's make that oh let me. I wonder how they did that let me see I'm gonna dissect that and make my own right mm-hmm. so I've always had that nature about me so when that clicked in at that event at the, uh, the thing it was like oh maybe there's more to what I how I create than just I have a love of creating things maybe there's something else deeper in there that I should go a little f- and find out about and so mm-hmm. that's why I went on and followed that Um, I just read something the other day, and it said you should interrogate your fears, but you should also interrogate your passion. Mm. If something is bubbling up in you, question it. Why do I feel this way? Why do I want to do this? Is this something I should be doing? Mm. And then start looking for the signs around you. God is always prompting us with what he wants for us to do. We just sometimes are moving too fast to listen. And so I got slowed down by losing my job. And Mm. you might be being slowed down by the coronavirus. You may think it's the coronavirus that's slowing you down, but this might be the opportunity for you to tap into that thing that has always been laying in the cut and you've always had a passionate desire for, but you didn't think you could do it. Well, you're sitting around at home. Why don't you come up with a plan for it? So I pretty much kind of started working through different art and, and then looked up and, you know, three years had gone by and I created all this art and it was like, well, maybe I should try to sell some of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But then that brings on a whole new group of challenges with is, um, which all artists have. And that is, okay, that means I got to put myself out there. And just cause I like my art, does that mean somebody else is going to like my art? And, and if they don't, that's rejection. And nobody wants to be rejected. <laughs> right. so, so that's another level of fear. You just got to kind of push through and go, okay, well, he brought me this far. Let's find out if people do like it or if it's just uh, going to be a hobby. But if it's more, the only way I'm going to find out is if I do more.
0: So that's how you dealt with rejection. You just faced it and, and your fears. You just faced it, went for it anyway, and just right. let the people decide.
1: Right. Because at the end of the day, rejection is not going to kill me. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to die. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the alternative. Okay. My feelings will be hurt. I might, this might not be what I'm supposed to do. I do have another career path I can take. Okay. Let's just do it. <laughs> like, what's going to
0: happen? What's the worst that can happen? Just try it out. So if you're at home, you don't know, like girl, there's some people, that I'm like, okay, I didn't know this person knew how to cook. And now they're starting right. a whole business where they're catering to people who are not able to go out they and get could. food or, or, you know, don't want the fast food or can't go to their favorite restaurant. So now they're cooking and packaging it and, and delivering it. I'm, I'm about to order some of their food because it looks so good, you know, uh-huh. but, right. but, be, but they probably didn't know how deep it could go. If it wasn't for this virus, I didn't know that they are a chef. Okay. So you know how to cook and right. that's building some business. And, um, you just don't know until you try it. There are people who are starting workout routines and there, um, it's just so many different things. And I'm like, my goodness. Okay. So everyone's right. tapping into different skills because I feel like we don't know sometimes that something is a particular skill or unique to us because we do it every day or it's, it right. just comes so naturally. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And I just read, just saw an article today and it talked about uh, women entrepreneurs and women businesses being hit the hardest by all of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. About 60% of all of the businesses closed are women businesses, women women entrepreneurs. And it was talking about how hard it has been for them to get the business loans, and they're suffering the most. But she did say back in 2008, when the recession hit, the, the people that built the biggest uh, came out of that with the biggest um, push. Were women entrepreneurs? Wow, so um, it may feel rough and hard, and it may be rough and hard, and you may have to do it a different way than you thought you would, but you might be the push in 2020 and 2021 that makes that that thrusts us into our recovery.
0: I love that you said that, giving them hope for sure. Yeah, um, and again, like you said, the key word is adjust because. I know you've adjusted with your own art instead of being out there and being able to go and, you know, show your art at different art shows. You are now bringing some of your art virtually. How are you doing that?
1: Well, I did a Facebook auction a couple of weeks ago that, um, I just, I had some pieces. They, they've been here and they were, you know, I'd taken them out just cause I do events, um, three times a month in, uh, at the Westchester uh, market. So I was like, oh, you know what? Why not? It's just sitting here, it's not making any money. Why don't we, you know, put it up there at cost and do a bid and people can bid into it. And some people that don't know what I do got a chance to get a taste of it. And other people might have missed it. So I'll be doing it again. But it was um, a way to, to make some money. And then the other thing is I've I had a webs I have a website. And I hadn't been doing as much with it as I should. So I'm in the process of um, not only do I do art, I do jewelry with the leftover paint that I have. And so um, Mm -hmm. my jewelry has been quite um, successful. People that like it love it. And so I kind of did what I'm calling the shelter line because I did it all while that first couple of weeks while we were sitting around doing nothing like, oh, well, I guess I'll make me some jewelry with all of this. so i'm get, it's uh it'll be up on the web page probably by in the next couple of days um i've taken all the pictures and did all the work and so um but just loading up my web page and making sure that that is current and a lot of new pieces are always up there and so uh it's pushing me to make that website um really more current and and user friendly and used by not just me but people that um might want to buy my art
0: absolutely and you said you did paint, and, and make sure you check out our webpage, RadioRenee.com, for all the art. Uh, you said that in the beginning of this uh, pandemic or quarantine that you painted a little bit more because you're like, well, hey, we got some time. Right. Uh, <laughs> how is painting to you? Is it, I feel like I've done a paint and sit before. It's so therapeutic. You got your wine or your water, whatever you're drinking, and you're painting, and you have some music. It's very relaxing. Uh, let's talk about that creative aspect of it all. Some people color, some people draw. How is it therapeutic for you?
1: Uh, it is, it is very therapeutic. It's very relaxing. It's very in a zone and, and it's just, uh, I I love to create and I love color. So it's just, um, like I can start and I can be in here for hours. Mm. One, um, last July, my husband and son went to a basketball tournament in Las Vegas and it just worked out my schedule. I couldn't go with them. We had planned to go, I planned to go with them and then I couldn't. So, um, I sat here and, I painted into the wee hours. As a matter of fact, one night I had finished it like 2 o'clock in the morning. I got in bed. I put my head down and some colors burst in my mind. I was like, ooh, wait, I should have used those colors. I Mm. literally got out of bed in my pajamas in here mixing up paint. And there were paintings drying everywhere because I can't do that when they're around, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's movement in the house and and dust and stuff. And so um, I could only paint so much. But that weekend, I just painted to my heart's content. I didn't have to stop and make anybody dinner. I have mm. to stop and eat myself. I didn't have to, you know, make sure, you know, kid takes his shower, get in bed, you know, the things that I do, mom and wife things. So uh but just got into a zone and painted just way into the hour. So I could zone out in here and just do this um unconsciously. Mm. That's- <laughs> um And and because I get inspired by so many different things, I could see colors on TV. I could see a a shape in a grocery store that makes me Mm -hmm. think of something. Um, So it's all inspired by what I see around me in the world. Sitting in my yard, I could see a you know a butterfly, and it's like, oh wait, those colors. Yeah. Let me me try that.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. What what are you inspired by right now? Is there anything in particular while we are? resting and waiting and figuring out uh, our next move
1: yeah it's uh, i actually it's i've been inspired by nature because i okay. i have always walked my neighborhood so uh but i'm walking it in this you know we this started kind of spring with lots of rain and you know after the rain lots of sun so i've been inspired by just all the beautiful color around me from uh, hummingbirds to bumblebees to butterflies to just the you know everybody's gone into these nature you know flowers that are you know less drought tolerant flowers and so there's yards around that are just beautiful and so the colors and that have been inspired me and then um my faith has been inspired, inspired me i did a cross a couple weeks ago that was on the auction that mm-hmm. just was like okay i should have made one of these for me
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> does make get hard like figuring out what pieces you should keep for yourself and what pieces you should sell
1: I just told somebody this, um, and it's if you read uh, my bio on the, my webpage. Um, my dad, we would, I mentioned this earlier, my dad would take us out to the beach. And I was born and raised in Oakland, and so we would go out to the piers and stuff, and we would pick driftwood up for him. And he'd come home and he'd carve these beautiful pieces. And I would say to him, How come you always give away my favorite pieces, Dad? You never keep anything I like. And he said mm-hmm. to me, He said, If I kept everything I liked, I'd never sell anything.
0: Mm, so yeah you gotta be willing to give some of it up Dang. so
1: you know obviously i i like almost everything i make there might be one or two that i'm like eh, yeah, that's not my favorite but it does have a good shape to it but then there's others that are like oh my gosh you can't covet this stuff he's making it for me to release so yeah. if i don't if i covet it um then it's it's not the purpose he put me here for.
0: Right. And I like that you said that word as well, purpose, because our purpose usually is tied into serving other people. You're serving other people with sharing your beautiful art. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, guess I'm serving people with the Go Girl podcast. It's like, this is what we're here for. We're here to use our skills and our talents and our gifts to help someone else in some type of way. And right. who knows, you know, go ahead.
1: No, just, yeah, who knows? It's like, I would get on the air every day and I'm, this is gonna sound silly, like, really? But I would pray, Lord, let me touch somebody's life today with a smile, with a joke, with a song, with a gift, a prize, whoever needs it the most, Lord, let them be on the line. Let Mm -hmm. them be the number. Let them get in their car and hear me say something that makes them go, that is okay. That is silly. That I love that. That is, that's the kind of day I'm having or thank you for reminding me of that. That's Mm -hmm. just what we're supposed to do throughout our day.
0: That is so true. I I do it every day before my podcast (laughs) as well. Anytime uh, before our conversation today, like God speak through me, speak through my guests, please help um, it touch anyone who's listening and you know that they get some advice or get an encouraging word from it. So I definitely believe that um, having that connection to a higher power, God, and relating that to the everyday person is very important, and because we are sharing our gifts with other people. Mm-hmm. Have you always had this much faith? Like, did you grow up with uh, as a Christian, and/or did something happen to make you? get deeper involved in your faith
1: yeah my i I was raised in a church went to church every sunday and when i say every sunday y'all i'm talking (laughs) about mom in the kitchen saturday night pressing our hair because we were getting up putting our sunday clothes on her girlfriend would pick her up we lived in walking distance from our church her and her girlfriend would drive to church and we would have to walk me and my brothers and sisters and a couple of neighborhood kids every once in a while. And she would be waiting in front of the church for us to walk up, mm-hmm. which uh, we actually loved those walks because it was our freedom in the neighborhood to stroll and, you know, be into things as kids. Because back in the day, you walked everywhere anyway mm-hmm. or on the bus. So, anyway. Um, raised all the way till I was like 14. I went to church probably till I was like 16, 17. Then life kicked in. Hey, I'm young. I want to do things. I ain't got time for church. I got a, you know, college, career, job, money. I need things. Um, and so it slipped away. And then in 2004, I, um, got pregnant and um, had my daughter Taylor and she passed away and Mm. I could not find my way back to anything I mean the loss Mm. of a child is a definitely ripping out of the heart Um, and so I couldn't I couldn't find anything Mm. there was no more joy in the world and I didn't know how to find it and it's funny because leading up to that you know of course, you see what God's doing when you look back, but he's always at work in front of you because right. um, they say he goes before you. So um, a girlfriend had been invited me to this church like, like, hey, you should come to my church. I'm like, no, nah, girl, I don't do church right now. Uh, mm. You know, she kept, kept inviting me. And then uh, after me and my husband lost Taylor, some weeks had gone by and I was trying to get back to it, like some kind of life. And, you know, she was actually kind of taking care of it. She dropped food by. She'd come check on us. Um, and she was like you know what you should go to church with me and at that point I'm like you know what girl I'll take anything at this point I ain't got nothing going on right mm. now okay and I, we went to a church on a Saturday and I sat in that service and I literally cried through the whole thing yeah and then got up and went back the next week and cried through the whole thing <laughs> wow. and got up and went back the next week and cried to, so it just me and God just worked it all out if we worked through, um, the anger portion of losing a child. And I'll tell you, he can take whatever you throw out at him. Cause I was punching him in the face left mm. and right. Like, sure, this is your fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's used to it. I'm sorry for your loss. I remember you telling me the stories as well. And, um, but yeah, like, go ahead. We, we punch God. We we're upset. We get angry, yeah. but he already knows that
1: right he's like okay that's that's all you got you got any more you got anything Mm -hmm. else you want to tell me about all of this how you feeling so we uh we worked it out and I kept going back to church and I kept working it out with him and kept then I he was like one day in church he's like you should go to bible study I was like really (laughs) (laughs) yeah that bible study they talk about you should go no I shouldn't yes you should all right okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) we've grown (laughs) so um so yeah so i walked it out and that's how you know i walked through that and on the and and in the midst of that he gave me a vision of my son um and then lo and behold i'm like well how's this gonna happen because they said i can't have any more kids and so he was like don't worry about how it's gonna happen you just keep doing your thing and i'll do the rest and Mm -hmm. So Elijah was uh, a gift to us. He, if you see him, you will. there's no way you don't know he's not mine. He right. just came through somebody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like God had already
1: foretold he's coming. He's like, he's coming. You just wait for him. I got him. I got, I got it. There's some things I got to work out over here to make that happen. But you keep doing your thing and I'll bring him to you. And he did.
0: Do what you got to do. Do your best and let God do the rest. Like, girl, you almost made me cry with that story. Actually, a couple of times in this episode, you've almost made me cry. And so sometimes it is like a tough, 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 sometimes traumatic and very, very challenging situation that will bring us closer to God, closer to us, closer to who we are and who we can be. And sometimes it does take, a loss like mm-hmm.
1: it's just such and, a loss yeah and and that's what people are going through right now a loss a loss of a job that you've had forever a loss of you know a freedom that you've had forever a loss of mm-hmm. um a voice that you may not be able to share with anybody because who knew you know i don't get to go to my job and be around my people and all this stuff so um Yeah, You know, loss of a family member to coronavirus that was doing fine five weeks ago and is gone. Mm -hmm. So um, there are going to be a lot of losses over the next couple of weeks and months and maybe even years, but Mm -hmm. that does not mean that God is not in it and got a purpose for you.
0: I love that. There is usually a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we just have to trust it and trust ourselves, trust God, trust the way of life, trust that everything is happening in its divine order. Yep. So hard to tell right now, girl. It is so (laughs) hard to tell right now. (laughs) But that's why we got to keep the faith. And and then, you know, we have to go back to those stories where we did lose something in our past and realize, okay, how did we get out of it that That time? time. Right. That's your
1: testimony right there. So you you reach for your own testimony of your past, and this might be the beginning of your testimony for your future. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is how I dug myself out of the coronavirus, and you might have to share this story with somebody five years from now. And then five years, you're going to look back and go, wow, that's what that was all about. Right,
0: right. We, We go through, what is it this is saying? I heard before we go through the test and then we learn the lesson. That's it.
1: That's it.
0: Yeah, we we don't know until maybe years, months down the line. Like, oh, that's why mm-hmm. that happened. And just like you said earlier, there were a lot of women entrepreneur entrepreneurs in two thousand eight that came out of that. So I mean, it's really, right. it's really how we look at it, girls. Like it really is. Like, what are we doing with our time? Even if we come out of this, maybe not more productive or created a new project is your mind better during this time is your heart better your spirit like what can you work on for you to make yourself a better person when you come out of this Mm -hmm. and that's what we have to realize um
1: i think um parents are finding out wow i'm spending some quality time with the kid that i might not have never gotten before this and Mm -hmm. this is going to be precious to them they might be like you thinking it's like oh god this is a test of time and Three years from now, they're like, "Mom, that coronavirus thing—that was the best time ever. We sat around and ate and talked and played, and Man. you know." And I know you're like, "Ah, I'm, this is <laughs> driving me crazy. This kid—if I don't," they're like, "But it was so cool, Mom. <laughs> yep. There was nothing cool about that."
0: right (laughs) because we're adults and we don't see it (laughs) through their eyes (laughs) right and
1: all they see is man we've been doing all kinds of cool stuff together so
0: yeah i've seen that i've seen that on social media people are playing hopscotch with their kids taking their kids for a walk some of the ladies are having pedicure and manicure parties with their daughters
1: right it's so cute precious like you like you would have never got this any other way
0: like the world had to stop for a second. right?
1: So we got to look at all the gems in it and even in the midst of all the pain in it. So hold yeah. on to the gems and the pain will be gone soon.
0: And be grateful. Be grateful mm-hmm. for every day that we are here another day because, right. you know, people are losing a lot right They're, now. Right. And we are still um, have another chance to learn and grow and get our faith strong so that we can come out of this a better person. Renee, you are such a pleasure to talk to you all the time. I just love you (laughs) talking to you. (laughs) Our conversations, we catch up and I'm like, okay, I miss Renee. Um, (laughs) But tell people how they can reach you and how they can buy some of your art.
1: Well, I'm on Instagram and I'm always posting stuff I'm doing like what. even before it even dried, you'll see the wet stuff and you can go oh like I posted a piece of jewelry that I was working on I just finished it and I hadn't even got it into the tray that it fits in and it was just like one of those pictures like oh my god look how pretty that is and posted it. and they were like is that gonna be for sale I'm like it sure is I'm getting it ready um mm-hmm. so my website is uh, www.radiorenay.com and then I'm Radio Renee Taylor on Instagram and on Facebook and um I'm always putting stuff up on Facebook. So definitely reach out to me there. And then you can find my website there as too. And follow me and keep up with the stuff. Cause I got another auction coming in a couple of weeks. I'm just trying to figure out which pieces to put up.
0: Yes. So, yes. Please follow her. Again. Great person. Also make sure you listen to her on a radio. Go ahead. Yep, I'm on weekends
1: Mm -hmm. at KEarth101, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. right now on Saturdays. I'm usually on on Sundays too, but we have a limited schedule because of the whole coronavirus and how we're working. But um, every Saturday I'm there 10 to 3 while you're, you know, making your walk. You can listen to us on the radio.com app. You can take your walk with us. You can clean your house with us. You can, you know, use your Google speakers as well, too, or, you know, Alexa to play us as well.
0: Perfect. Renee's been. Uh a great time talking to you. I do want to say go girl for, you know, you taking uh some losses in your life and turned them into blessings and it's helped you to get closer to God or closer to your passion and your purpose and you're out here sharing and serving for other people and so for that I just want to say you go girl.
1: Thank you. Well, you <laughs> go girl too, Miss Ashley, you. for all you do and I'm proud of you for um all you've stepped out and done on your own. So, way to go.
0: Thank you so much. All right, Renee, it was great talking to you. I'll let you get back to your day. <laughs> Thanks again for Same this. Here. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, that wraps up this episode of the Go Girl Podcast. Please be sure to catch up on my website, ashleycaprice.com. You can catch all the episodes on there or on SoundCloud or on iTunes, okay? Connect with me on Instagram at go girl podcast or at I am Ashley Caprice. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to drop a comment, slide in my DMs if you want, and let me know what part of this episode has resonated with you. Please be safe out there. Please stay home. Please take care of yourself. I'm getting out of here, but remember, I am adjusting. Say that to yourself. I am adjusting. Yes, you are. Go, girl.